I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. I'm John Holmes, it's The The One Show Show, and this is part two of this week's The The One Show Show, the podcast that throws shade at TV's The One Show, despite everyone here being too old to really know what that means. Ah, the young people with their lamp-throwing antics. As ever, if you haven't listened to part one of this week's episode, why not go back and do so? Otherwise, this podcast will make no sense, starting as it does from where we left off in part one yesterday. My guests this week, the man and to toss regular Mark Haynes, music presenter and journo from Out of Off of Radio Hunter Templeton. The choice of um, guests on the video was interesting. They had the paranormal expert yeah. who kind of told the story. And then to give it balance, they had another guy who said, you know, well, it could be they, they imagined it. And they just introduced him as author. And there was no, like, expertise attached to him. I'm author a... of what? He could have, he could, could write gardening books yeah, or entirely. something about cookery. But there was yeah. no reason for him to be but there. even if he's, like, written books about UFOs, it still doesn't make me go, oh, I trust this guy, yes. <laughs> you know? It's paranormal investigator. Again, two words that just, you never hear that and go, oh, I feel, I feel happier about this mm. now. They decided to drive underneath this hovering object, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. As the car was directly underneath... This object emitted like a heavy silver curtain of light. <laughs> this guy doesn't seem like a waste of space. <laughs> Even the paranormal investigator said, I mean, this is something that may have happened. Well, I suggested the use of hypnosis as a tool to perhaps retrieve mm. any hidden subconscious memory that may, it's a big word, may have happened that night. Mm-hmm. He really hit the word mate. And one of the guys who, who'd, who'd done the story, they'd contacted him. <laughs> Again, oh no, contacted for a second time. Yeah. And they'd contacted him and he said, no, I, I don't really want to come on. Um, I, they said he was reluctant to tell his story in person. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, you know what? If it had happened, you'd be like, honestly, fucking hell, BBC One, right, I can tell people. No one believes me, but I tell you what, I went up in a spaceship and, yeah. and I think all it is is it's just that thing of going... I think I know what happened. I don't really want to go on BBC One and explain, you know, the reality of of what this was, you know. And I'm not going to say what I think the reality is, because (laughs) at the end it comes out and and Angelica's like, Matt, you believe in aliens, don't you, fucking moron? Uh, I do! I do! (laughs) Can I just say that Matt believes there's aliens out there? 
I do. And, and then yeah. Frosty the Ever said, well, it could be microbes. And Angelica Bell was like, yeah, that I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do believe in aliens. All and over then there the was shop. a sort of weird discussion um, where for 20 seconds or so, not even that, the one show tried to sort of solve the great philosophical questions of life. Yeah. Mm. Listen, when you look at how obscure life is on this planet, there's got to be other no. life out there. Don't you? Do you I completely life? agree. I'm with Honestly. you. Honestly. Do you not think there's anything No, I think there has there? to be something, but not like little green... <laughs> mm. I know, like microbes or something. Oh, there's got to be... I hope so. Yes. I hope so. It'd be nice. Yeah, yes. exactly. Of course. Yeah. Just, what are you doing standing on a fork with a triangular... <laughs> plane in front of you <laughs> when they opened up that show they opened it with a shot of that triangle plane outside and for like a brief minute, minute of elation I thought the Chinese army have taken over the one show <laughs> fucking yes they're going to execute Matt <laughs> this was a um, a piece of technology it was a a, a flapless plane mm. right uh, that was triangular shaped a bit like a sort of space you can see why that film was in there because it was a sort of sci-fi shaped plane mm. you yeah. know one of these sort of triangular thing. Yeah, a sort of drone sort yeah. of fighter yes. jet. And it's interesting you use the word drone because I very much completely zoned out whilst I <laughs> droned on about it, do you know, as I, did the, all, everyone else who was stood I, there. Going back to the Wright brothers, they used wing warping, so they twisted the wings, yep. uh, and then somebody came along and invented this thing, which is like an aileron going up and down. I yeah. saw this taking place, and I didn't listen, I couldn't listen, I just didn't hear it. No. It just, it just, I didn't go in at all. But neither did anyone else. They all just stood there nodding blankly, Ooh. like, we don't understand what you're talking about, <laughs> but we don't want to be rude. Yeah, it was a, it was, it was a, a, a flapless, so obviously the way planes fly, you know, you You've got the flaps and the, the, mm. the alter the wind speed over the wing, and that's what takes them up and down. Yeah. Right, but this they've invented that that is just a sort of solid. It doesn't move on the outside. Now the big question is: they've spent millions developing mm. this, and it's had it, the first flapless flight that's happened, which just made me laugh. Oh, good for them. I yeah. mean, it, it impacts my but, life in no way. Well done. <laughs> well, exactly. You sort of go well, but planes already fly. It's fairly. Yeah. Why do you need that? Now, they were trying to explain about it's lighter and all the rest of it, which is environmental, probably, or something. And by then, I'd zoned out as well, yes. so I don't really know. It was called the magma, I think. That's yes. what I learned from it. But what I did like was the fact that the one-show crew, because on its own, it was just a white plastic triangle mm. on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so to liven it up a bit and make it look a bit more spacey, they shoved some blue lights <laughs> on the floor yeah. underneath Fluorescent it. Fluorescent tubes. Yeah. yeah. And that was... <laughs> It was also because when this UFO thing started, Matt was like, "We're going to be doing a bit of a sci-fi special this week," um, and that was only the UFO thing. That wasn't sci-fi. That no. plane. It's a plane. That's engineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and and, and the, the the tubes. You're absolutely right. They're like going <laughs> from the future. Just some blue glow on the underneath it, because otherwise it just looked shit. Yeah. yeah. And then of course my blue plaque. Oh. <gasps> My From blue, blue tubes to blue plaques. This <laughs> was... my Matt Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm learning from the master. <laughs> blue plaques. We see them dotted around the UK, acclaiming well-known historical figures and the buildings they lived and worked in. This was amazing. Oh, wasn't it? So the people of Hull yep. were questioned as to what in their lives that they've done or seen, yeah. <laughs> or, or words, or survive, <laughs> should warrant a blue plaque. Yeah, mm. yeah. And some of the answers were spectacular. This is my blue plaque. I fall down some steps in the first week of February 2019. We started, though, with the one about Claire who nearly died while waiting for a green man to cross the road. Yeah. Which made no sense. Yeah. Because that's to stop you from dying. Yeah. 
Wine crossing the road. Yeah. This, so, these were the ones that have been put out like by a local yeah. artist, weren't so they? And they he were, sort of... They were the originals. And yeah. I thought, oh, well, they're not going to get weirder than that. <laughs> oh, I was so wrong. So what wrong. Was, was, was the stuff in the intro weird that wasn't explained, right? Yeah. Mm. Because there was the first one they said was... So he's in Hull. We've got these blue plaques for local legends. Yeah. Like uh, Rod and Brenda, who invented chip spice. Commemorating Rod and Brenda, who invented a local delicacy, chip spice. Or in 1984 when Lee gave a, a croggy yeah. to Sandra. Yeah. yeah. Or a blue plaque which marks the spot where Lee gave a croggy to Sandra. I don't know what chip spice is or a croggy. They... Croggy sounds like something you could be arrested for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that should be celebrated. Is, is a croggy when you stand on the back of someone's bike or something like that? I Piggyback don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But th- I, think, I think what they've been done was there was a sort of local artist had done those and they were sort of like, I don't know, maybe his sort of thing is going, yeah, blue plaques are just all about boring chemists who are long mm. dead from an imperial, you know, why don't we celebrate real things that make a difference to people's lives yeah. and it's a bit of fun but I, I can see why they went oh that'll be good let's get everyone to do their own personal blue plaque but when you get people whose answer is just my children yeah a blue plaque that says on it my Sandra, my children <laughs> you know this is the problem with giving content to people who aren't necessarily generators of content i liked the one i like kevin because he wanted a blue plaque because the best job he ever had was in a shoe factory it, it was yeah. i like that one shoe factory best job he ever had where was the factory? Eslin Road, corner of Eaton Street, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not exactly the birthplace of Isambard Kingdom Brunel, is it? But <laughs> I, still, I still liked it. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. But of course, our favourite was the lady who fell over <laughs> and carried on drinking. Yeah, Natalie fell down some steps here but kept drinking. So you fell down some stairs? Yeah. Oof, and what happened? Were you, how badly oh, injured were you? I just had a bruise, that's it. Oh, you just got yeah. up and carried on? Yeah. Didn't feel a thing until the following day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's her achievement in life. And that I salute. I love her. I, I have a kinship with her, and I also want that blue pack. <laughs> oh, I also note that the one show, although they would have a prop budget, because yeah. we saw that later in the week, but the they didn't make the blue plaques for these people no. at all. They went to Hull, showed them a generic blue plaque that just said blue plaque and a blank space yeah. on it, i.e. what would you like to see written here, yep. and then showed it in graphic form where they just mocked it up CGI. to show on the CGI. I suppose the even if you were printing them out, you'd have to go back the next day, wouldn't you? And, you know, I can't imagine wealthy cameramen are going, I'll spend two days in Hull happily. <laughs> um, I, I've been to Hull, I, I like Hull a great deal. I, my favourite one on this was the, the chap who, uh, he, he wanted a blue plaque. And bear in mind, this is Hull. And they said, what would you have a blue plaque for? And I don't think they'd explained it to him very well. And he just went, I'd like a plaque for Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel. I'd like a plaque with Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel. Great band. <laughs> um, they did Top of the Pops in 1974. It uh, changed my life. <laughs> so they were like, oh, well, let's mock that one up then. And up it came. Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel. <laughs> and once again, that's something you cut out of the finished film. Is not leaving. <laughs> Isn't it? it well, that was a perfect example of that piece of just going, so long as you say something, it will put it in. Yeah. Just it'll move oh, yeah. quick enough and no one will actually have time to go. Does any of this make any mm. sense no. at all? Uh, Wednesday? Did you see Wednesday? Sometime? I did see Wednesday. There this was a disruptive goat. <laughs> <laughs> there were goats. And I love goats, so I was hooked from the goat tease. But then they waited for the entire show until we went back <laughs> yeah. to the goats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. Bastards. We are fond of them. We love them. I can't think of any other town where you've got something so unique. 
Goats. Goats? Goats! Well, that goat <laughs> film was spectacular. It though. was I, brilliant. I rather enjoyed it. It was in Hlandidno, mm. and they, uh, there's goats that live on the hills just outside, but they come into town, don't oh, they? Oh, they, they cause invest. all sorts of trouble. <laughs> Those naughty they goats. They bushes. Yeah. They... they Rocking the roads. They have a they have a lot like, of headbutt, don't they? Yeah. They, 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 they? They wander around eating all the daisies. They annoy a school teacher. They yeah. do. He has to get them off the school field every oh, morning. Oh, it really upsets him. I'd have, it? I'd have enjoyed this film far more had I not seen it almost exactly the same the day before on Britain in Blue, which is a BBC programme that I've only seen because when you watch something on iPlayer, for me, it always goes, next thing that plays is Britain in Bloom. And it plays after I've watched the one show. It will automatically start playing Britain in Bloom. And it's on uh, the one that I watched the other night was Series 2, Episode 12, because <laughs> it just plays constantly. So they're going to come back and they're going to go, do you know Britain in Bloom? BBC, on iPlayer, it's had over 50 million and, you know, because it just doesn't fucking stop. <laughs> but the one bit of it that I've actually seen was about these fucking goats in Landudno. And it was it must have been made exactly at the same time. And it's different shots, but it's the same so story. It's the same, but right. just re-edited. Probably the same footage. Uh, different footage, oh, same okay. people. The same, same school teacher ah. was in it. Uh, the same hillside that they showed the goats on was used in the Britain in Bloom one yeah, as well. Yeah. Really odd, not joined up there. I think that's a bit weird. Yeah. A bit weird. But, but, but you know, overall... I liked the goats as I well. I liked the goats. Yeah. And I was, when they had the goat in the studio at the end, yeah. praying for a Blue Peter moment. I thought, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. this is this is going to be great. It's going to shit on the floor. Matt's yeah. going to fall over. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> can we bring him round just a little bit, just so we can, there we are. I know it, uh, we're in the live studio here, but you're doing ever so well. Sadly, it didn't happen. No, no, Stupid it didn't. Stupid goat. It was, um, it was a strange, um, it was one of those films, again, that was a little bit pointless. Quirky, certainly. Mm. That's fine. But the only reason it seemed to be there was because of Secret Life of Pets 2. Yeah. That the man from Modern Family, whose name I forget... I didn't even write it Eric down. Eric Stone Street. Thank well you. Done. But I looked it up. All right, there you go. <laughs> uh, he was... He's voicing uh, something in Secret Life of Pets. That's got animals. It's, yeah. An animal is a goat. As Ange- a Angelica film. made it clear. She said it is so hotly anticipated, the Secret <laughs> Life of Pets <laughs> 2. Uh, good example, this, of a, a star who, who probably couldn't really get to sell this film on any other platform. And the ones show are like, well, he's a big star, let's have him on. There was a big advertorial for this film. Mm. And again, they had, yeah. um, there was, uh, they had the words rat turd in the clip that they showed. Yes, yes. they did. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's been a weird week for the one show and sort of bad behaviour. <laughs> yeah. The cocaine T-shirt, someone calling Matt a wanker last Tit grab week. T-shirt. Tit grab. W- rat turd. Joe Pascali talking about chat. his dick. Yeah. You know, <laughs> weird week. There was a nice um, couple on there who are doing quite a, an amazing project, actually, where they're doing this global sleep out for, mm. to raise money for homeless charities uh, in all sorts of cities across the world. They were quite interesting. That's quite an interesting project to do, I think, to pull yeah. Like a sort of homeless live aid, it seems yeah. to me. Yeah. So they've got Will Smith involved, Dame Helen Mirren, and they're doing it in Chicago and New York. And they told a story about how they got the mayor of New York on side, so on and so forth. Um, but what I did like most about the whole thing um, was what, um, what, what... She didn't mean to mock a Chinese accent, the lady. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've written that on the top of mine there. <laughs> but, she did, but she did say... United Kingdom. So the problem of homelessness in the United Kingdom at the moment is really 
pretty awful. Gringdom. <laughs> Gringdom. I liked it the most because as she got to the, the bit where she was going crah, you could see her go, thinking, ah, oh, I've done this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she had to keep going, United Kingdom. <laughs> no one mentioned it. <laughs> I just moved on. Yeah. I, I yeah. loved it in Matt. I just leant in and gone, sorry, where? Not heard of that place. What is it? Speak. He did. What day was it Matt did do that? He muttered something. It was Russell Tovey, I think. think. just mm. making sure that no kid sits down hungry to do his exams. It's just about giving families the basic needs. Oh, oh. Really, kind of just correcting him. Missed oh. that. Yeah, just to sort of oh, just because Matt plays the Matt plays the game. Yeah, you know he does it right. He wants it to be balanced, so yeah. he just sort of corrected it without making a point. But got. But if anyone criticised it, he could go. No, I I did that. I, yeah. I corrected. But totally. in a similar vein, did you notice? So on Tuesday they build Phil Neville coming up on Wednesday show, but then Phil Neville wasn't on You're Wednesday right. show. The lionesses were on, and I wonder if somebody in production went. Do you think maybe it might be a bit mansplainy to have the male boss of the Lionesses talking about their chances in the World Cup yeah. rather than the players? That is a very good point. Um, I hadn't absolutely right. Of course. Yeah. I, I thought that was a, a, a excruciating piece. Not oh. because not because of the players. The no. players were fine. But because neither Matt nor Angelica have any interest in football. And the, the problem is they've brought them on with a sort of thing of going, you are serious sports people. And absolutely, 100% they are. And the questions they were asked were so fucking banal that yeah. you, you would never ask those of a male sports star. And they couldn't cope with the amount of people on the sofa. They didn't know who they were asking the questions to. No, no, not at no. all. They, Matt uh, reverted to type. Uh, we mentioned this last week. Um, first Women's World Cup for you, fantastic. I mean, what is it like? So, what is it like for you? And what a dream come true, <laughs> he said. Which is, uh, 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 what is it like? What is what it, is it like? like? What is it like? <laughs> and then Angelica was trying to do a thing about football and she they'd watched a sort of goal go in and she was like, what she wanted to say was, oh, it's really important to get that first goal because that really invigorates the team and you really feel like you're on the upward curve. And what she ended, she just, it dragged her down. And she said, it's so important to get that first goal so you can get on the table. It is quite a big deal just to get that first one in the net, isn't it? So you could just get your momentum going and you feel like, yeah, we're in this and, you know, get on the table. <laughs> get on the table! <laughs> how, are you, how are you doing? Yeah, it's fine, we got on the table. Yeah, it's not Hooters. <laughs> um, and uh, the, you mentioned the thing about the women where he's sort of going, on women. At the end of it, Matt sort of says, well, best of luck to you at, at the, whatever it is, it's some cup. Best of luck to you at this cup. It's the World Cup. Is it the World yes. Cup? Yes. Got you. Best of luck to you at the World Cup. And... Good luck to Scotland too. Good well, we luck. wish you all the very yes. best. A huge round of applause for me. Good luck to all of the um, all of the players in Scotland who are sitting yeah. hoping that yes. they're going to make it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah. there we are. That, that's the nature of football, isn't it? That you go, who do you support? You go, I support England and Spain. <laughs> you know, <laughs> choose a fucking side. The American chap whose name I've forgotten again from Modern Family, Eric Stone Street. Thank you. Also got involved like American. He was trying to play along. It was mm. like, well, okay, I can just join in with this chat, and that's yeah. fine. That often works. It didn't on this occasion because he also didn't really know anything about women's football. No. which is fine you, he doesn't need to but he kept asking them what they'd won and what they hadn't and then kept saying well you didn't beat America did you mm. and they were sort of going well yeah because yeah. yeah. we got to the in the last basically he he forgot that he was talking about women's football and he was talking about he was talking about football mm. and then when he realised he, he sort of said well you didn't beat America and they said yeah we did beat America and then he, then he went oh not in the um, big game <laughs> Did you beat the USA last time? Because in this cup, yeah, this oh. the league's cup, yeah. Oh, oh. Sorry, okay. Well, sorry. you mean so not the World Cup? Yeah.
<laughs> yeah. so in the, no, that's this year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah. not in the big one, you didn't beat. This time. Oh. Meaning the men's one. Oh, you mean yeah. the men's one? There is that thing about it. if you do bring up... Now, women's football is very much... Everyone sort of it looks down on it. it. I don't understand why, if you like football, you don't also go and see women's football. Because it's the skill is the football, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the point. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. the thing. And the problem with that is if you bring them on to go, they are a serious, uh, you know, and, and, and they are. They're as athletic and, you know, the games are, are as important and yeah. as national and we should all get behind it. Yeah. You can't then bring them on and sort of go, so what was it like? Yeah. You yeah. Know, it, it's so disrespectful. It's all about gender pay gap. If you're looking for a gender pay gap, I yeah. think in sport, uh, yeah. particularly football, I know it's all to do with sponsorship, but as you say, the game is the same, the thrill is the same, the excitement is the same, yeah. but because it doesn't draw the crowds, it doesn't draw the crowds because you don't promote it in the same way, yeah. that's why. It will be, but the, way, the, the sort of level of the questions that they were asking are the sort of things that you would have seen on Blue Peter or Newsround. The, the, if they'd have brought on an actor and they'd have gone, so, you know, what, you know do you have to pick your own... Yeah, costumes. <laughs> you know, it, you, you have to have a bit of respect for people who are proper, bona fide, top of their profession yeah. people. And and they didn't really have it. And what it makes it look like is you're sort of going, well, we know that, that real people play a real game of football, mm. but but look at these mummies. These mummies <laughs> oh. are giving it their best shot. And I, I thought it, that sort of made me cross and angry. Yeah. yeah. It really did fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Did you seem to like the um, one of my? I think my favourite films of the week was the English Lessons in Yorkshire. Yeah, talking Yorkshire. Yeah, it was wonderful, wasn't it? What a lovely guy doing this. Yeah, um, yeah I mean the guy, the Jordanian guy who was, um, I think he was a lawyer, and he was you know learning English, but instead of just kind of learning Queen's English, it mm. was about learning Yorkshire English, which, which they tried a- to pass off as English. <laughs> off to va pub. That means to say that I'm off to the, the pub. So it's a va. Va. Va pub. Va pub. After va pub. After va pub. After va pub. You'll get there eventually. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it made... It, it was it was just odd. They kind of sat in a classroom and they're going, A up, it's A up. And, and, and then she went, and that's English for hello. A up. Hello. Yeah, it's like saying hello. There was a bit of controversy over this bit. Because really? Lem Cisse, uh, MBE, uh, he wrote, Oh my God, The One Show on Twitter. Oh my freaking word. I don't believe this. The Asian community has been in Yorkshire for years, like 50 years. Yeah. And I think his basic thing was sort of saying, we're doing this like, look at what this this new idea is. Maybe one day they'll speak like us. Yeah. Well, you know, we know full, full well that if you go to Leeds, Bradford, Bradford, Manchester, you meet people from all over the world who speak with those accents, you yeah. know. And it just, it what they didn't sort of go is, you know, they, they, they tried to make it about him, which was lovely. But what they didn't sort of go is there is a rich, long heritage of people yes. adopting yeah. the, the, well, the it was colloquialisms like, it was, of It was a live. cross between um, Rufus Jones's sitcom Home yeah. and the 70s sitcom Mind Your Language. Yes, it, it was, did remind it? me of yeah. that. Yes, it was. Yeah. Just some foreign people. Oh, look at the foreign people. They don't know how to speak English, do yeah. they? Put them in a classroom and teach them to... Also, the woman said... Oh. The woman said, uh, so, Yorkshire. We, uh, we, we, uh, we say Yorkshire. It's called Yorkshire, but we don't pronounce the H. And remember, we might write the H in Yorkshire, but we often don't say it. What, so... I always people go, that's a York And I thought the teacher was terrifying when she was role-playing with them. Is that how you turn a wheel in a car? Yeah. I don't think that's what I'm here to learn. No. Stop shouting at and me. And she was like, she was like to this, this woman who was, who was learning, who was, you know, wearing a headscarf and things. She was like, right, now you're a cab driver. And I was a bit like, I'm not sure this is a role-play that's necessarily going to be used. But this woman was really game, playing along, turning yeah. on, going, where to, love? So yeah. you're, in, you're in this country now, and uh, you need to, imagine you're a cab driver. You can imagine you're a groomer of young girls but <laughs> <laughs> oh. then of course the teacher snubbed them they said after the film we'd hope to have her here but she was too busy to join us on the too one show busy. oh we're big fans of kim we love kim oh she was busy tonight and i thought oh she didn't want to come and put her, put any more kind of credence on that film. Uh, yeah, I sometimes wonder a lot of these things when they sort of go they didn't you know they they, they couldn't be here i always think have they sort of thought Oh gosh! Now the council can see what I'm doing yeah. with my grant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was, a, there was a lovely moment off off this where where the I love that the man whose name I've forgotten from Modern Family, Eric Stone Street, <laughs> thank you, uh, took over the show and yeah. did a little test yeah. on Alex and Matt as to which oh. area of America. I he thought could, it was great. It was it very was good accent. It was. Yeah. So he said, you know, America. They said you're from Kansas. He said, well, that's sort of generic American. There's not really a Kansas accent, and which is why I think he can then bolt on all the regions of America mm. and. Then and he tested them. But there was a great bit when Matt said, smugly, just went, oh, well, that was uh, Wyoming. Yeah. Something Good. else where you're down and you're talking about southern. giving Iowa. some I'd say Wyoming. No, that's north. Oh. 
That's north and west. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was wrong. It was Alabama. Yeah. I, I, I played along with that and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But uh, Angelica Bell, she is, uh, she's very competitive. Mm. And so I think the first one was she said, Texas, no. And he went, no, you were right. And she went, yes, I knew it. If I was talking like this and said I wanted some chili for dinner. Texas? No. Texas? Yeah, yes. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. It's uh, really sort of like, oh, got to yeah. get it right. But yeah, I got three out of three, Angelica. Just, wanted, yeah, just, uh, just wanted, no, didn't say no yeah. after any of them either. Uh, when I heard the phrase during this episode, we've got a brand new series of films. Oh. Mm. Uh, my heart sank. Mm. Tonight, we're going to kick off with a brand new series of films that we're calling... In bed with Britain. Yes. Now, it's all above board. We're literally going undercover to see what you're talking about just before the lights go out. Now, this was a counterpoint to the one we've already talked about of the children in the morning mm. being filmed getting ready for school in their hazmat suits. Mm. Because this was a series of films that we now know is going to unfold over the coming weeks. Oh, yeah. Of people's bedtime routines. Uh, the bedtime routines of couples across Britain. All I'm going to say is I, jokingly, on the previous episode, I jokingly said I'd like to see the bedtime routines of teenage girls. Mm. They have obviously had that conversation <laughs> because they've now done it. Well done. Not with teenage girls, Mark, sadly. No. Well, then I will not be watching. <laughs> <laughs> Our most private and intimate moments are in bed. But before we nod off, our conversations are a window into our lives. This is In Bed with Britain. But this was with couples. And again, speaking of things like sitcoms, this was like human remains. <laughs> <laughs> you do annoy me quite a lot. Even in the small time I spend with you. Well, you spend three nights a week here. And you went, well, that's, that's too much. <laughs> it's like a Todd Solomons film they made. It was so bizarre. <laughs> and this was the opening couple in this brand new series. Amazing. It's like, what is this? Amazing. It was, uh, I, I couldn't, because it was like, they, passive aggressive. He was, they were lying next to each other on the bed. Mm. And he was saying, yeah, do you want to move in? Do you want to, and she's going, no, no, I absolutely don't want to move in. And then it would cut to him, filmed in a cutaway talking head. But doing that human remains thing where Rob Brydon had to sort of pretend everything was yeah. fine. Yeah. And it, it, it works. It works as it is. And it's yeah. pointless trying to it's fix something. Yeah, just for the sake of other people, really. I didn't see this at all. It I was missed the this. Strength. Oh, so, well, I mean, which was uh, the, the the first couple? The first couple who were the the alternative tick box. <laughs> okay. um, the girl with the sh with the shaved head, which was dyed orange, uh -huh. and all the tattoos, and her kind of the go her boyfriend who looked like Michael Evis. <laughs> yeah, really yeah, looked a younger like a younger Michael Evis. Michael Evis. Oh, and sexy. You, yeah, yeah well, if only one person should have that look, and that is Michael Evis. It's odd. Or some kind of Amish elder. Yes, and and their their bedtime chat was about how she didn't want to live with him because she didn't really like him. <laughs> It's why? clearly the dying days of their relationship, why and for some she, reason they've got a camera in why there. Why would she agree to have the camera exactly. in there? Why wouldn't you sort of go, do you know what, uh, uh, Michael, this is not probably... The, uh, not, I don't <laughs> think it's a great idea. And then you sort of go, because, you know, we're, I know where this is going. Instead, <laughs> no, bring the fucking camera in. Right, uh, we, we're going to leave the camera, um, see how you get on. OK, then, door shut. Michael, yeah. fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. One of the other couples, um, they go before they go to bed, they have a test. He tests his partner uh, as to what they've got coming up. Oh. So wh when are we going to see Kylie? And he has to get the date right. <laughs> when are we doing this? When are we taking the doctor? And it's like, that's so. that would make me full of such anxiety oh. before going to bed every night. Yeah, it was, so it was it, very... And one of them, um, 
one guy, he didn't care, did he, about what no. they were doing? And he, no. But he made a joke of it, just going, oh, he... Um, Oh, every night he's got his diary with testing me on what when the car's going to be yeah. fixed and all this kind of stuff. And if I don't get it right, he go, he's going, this sounds awful. <laughs> this sounds absolutely nightmarish. <laughs> Winter Cats, it's vet's appointment. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's tomorrow. Yeah, well done. And when are we picking up the car? No. Tomorrow as well. It's a very stressful day tomorrow. So at the end of the night, James usually gets his diary out and fills me in on our next month's schedule. Sounds about to abuse. Is, is this what normal people are like? But they're going around Britain, they, and they, they were very keen to say at the end, so we could come to you. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah. Now, the best thing off the... Because this, this was Thursday, actually, Yeah, this is Thursday. And uh, the, the guests on the sofa were Matthew Broderick mm-hmm. off of Ferris Bueller Day Off. Yep. Uh, and Elizabeth McGovern off of Downton Abbey. Gotcha. Uh, and they came back to them after this. So, the, first of all, off the back of the film, um, Angelica said, what do you talk about when you go to bed, Matt? And, and, he, and he looked like, oh, we haven't rehearsed this. What do you talk about when you, when you um, turn the lights Well, on. I ask her if she's uh, put the dogs in. <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> are, they, are they a couple? Uh, what, who? Broderick and... No! 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 no, okay. no, no, oh, no. <laughs> you made a gesture with your hand to the person sitting next to you, and they're, I was like, oh, right. They're playing a married couple in a... In, Got you. In a place. I don't know how films work. <laughs> <laughs> I presume that, that this is just a record of what these actors are doing. <laughs> it's a play. Uh, <laughs> but they they then said to them, you know, what, what about your bedtime routines? They clearly hadn't asked them this in... Research terms. Yeah. Because they did not know what to say. No. They, they're Hollywood, you know, actors. Yeah. And to be faced with this, and what do you talk about with your partners for the lights And Elizabeth out? was quite shocked at yes. how anyone had allowed cameras into their bedroom. Yeah. And then kind of talked about how, you know, that we didn't, wouldn't have a TV in the room yeah. and things like that. And She was just she, clutching at yeah. things to say out of the air because she had nothing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, my husband... Kind well, of improves my personality yeah, at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's always good. It's always good. Do you have a chat? Do you talk about what you've done in the day? We yeah, started. yeah. We, you know, yeah, we talk about what we've <laughs> done in the day, and um, we don't talk about our work very often. I notice. No. This is so interesting. Is that, yeah, <laughs> well. On Tuesday, just, sure. Just between us and yeah, the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, on Tuesday... But, I mean, but she I mean, knew it was television yeah. and live and she had to do something. What's your bed- bedtime routine? You don't have one. No. You go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your routine? I mean, I, li- I literally ignore my partner, look at my phone and go to sleep. Yeah. That's what everybody that's does. That's what we all do. Sometimes I'm indoors, sometimes I'm outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> don't fence me in. But the whole, um, the awkwardness with Elizabeth and Matthew Broderick continued for the entire episode. Mm. At no point was that interview warm, friendly, uh, conversational. It was so forced The definition of stilted. It was awful. And we've seen a lot of Hollywood stars come through that sofa. Mm. And sometimes they get it and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they make a mockery of the fact they don't get it. But these two, I've never seen such an awkward time. Really? And you could, near the end, when I looked at the clock and they'd got four minutes to go, they knew a Giles Brandreth shit film about naming children was coming up. Mm. There was about two minutes. But they had to feel like two and a half minutes between the last thing and this thing. And that conversation was like... Because oh. oh. Broderick's not a great conversation. It, at all, it was, they were just shutting it all down. Mm. Not because, deliberately, just because they don't have anything to say or contribute. No, how did you cope with that? Both of you being thrust into the limelight so early. Yeah. I don't know. We should have talked. Yeah, we should have. Yeah. yeah. We just got through it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. 
I no. wondered if they'd ever met before, the two of them. And then, of course, they did actually bring up that old photo of them having been... They were in the same photo from, I don't know, decades 1987, ago. 1987, yeah. uh-huh. I think it was taken, um, in Outside a, a studio in Hollywood. And they zoom in on them both in this picture. And they were like, oh, we, we didn't know we were both in this picture at the same time. Mm. I was like, no, of course they didn't, because Hollywood's a really big place. <laughs> yeah. And they don't all hang out in the pub together. There were 200 together. actors in yeah. this photo. And they weren't next to each other. <laughs> And it was in 1987 and they didn't remember it. Yeah. Oh, really? You think, Always great to have and a then conversation we had a, with an and say, so 35 years ago when you... Oh, <laughs> oh please don't. Please oh, no. don't. And, of course, Ma- uh, Matt did that with off the bat with the Ferris Bueller thing. The first thing he told Matthew Broderick as they started was, I was called Ferris at school because uh. I really looked like you. Oh. Well, Matthew, when I was at comprehensive school, my nickname... <laughs> Throughout the whole of school was Ferris. Oh, really? And that's because I looked like you uh, <laughs> when I was younger. And um, yeah, it's quite an honour to meet you, to be fair. Oh, <laughs> what no. is, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's a failure to sort of understand that there is no answer to that that no. Matthew Broderick can give. You can only go, oh, right, okay, where do you want me to sign? Yeah. You know, there, there's nothing you can sort of go, oh, tell me more. Tell me more <laughs> about Skelmersdale Primary, you know? <laughs> tell me everything about it. Tell me the names of everyone who called you Ferris. Tell me <laughs> tell me their heights, their hair colour. I want to know about your teachers. Tell me, Matt. And then fill me in on everything that's happened since then. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, all he said was, well, it's, uh, it's yeah. uh, kind of nice yeah. to meet my doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and clearly he looks nothing like him. No. 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 no, that's how. I mean, we managed to fill two and a half minutes there talking about it. I mean, that's how it should be done. Mm. Things we learned this week as mm. well. It's always a good thing to talk about things we learned. One, Matt's got a donkey called Luna. Yes. You fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> so the film about with Giles Brown in the names, which was uh, a waste of time, I think. Right. Yes, they uh, clearly just cobbled that together as soon as they announced Archie. They went quick, go yeah. out there and ask people about names. Quick. Dan- Danny Baker wasn't available, so they got Giles <laughs> Charles Brown to come and do this thing where he just walked around. They didn't go far, just around King's Cross Station. Gotcha. Uh, uh, just talking to people, saying, what's the name of your children? Uh, then he was in a flower shop saying there was a time when people were just named after flowers. Iris, Rose, Daisy. Mm. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't tell us anything. No. Uh, but then when it cut back, uh, Luna, and they're talking about modern names, a Game of Thrones now is coming through. Yeah. People are calling their kids fucking Daenerys or something. Are they? Jeez. Mm. John was mentioned, J-O-N, John. as though that was a new trendy name because of Jon Snow. <laughs> There's um, John, I've spelt it J-O-N, as in Jon Snow. That's becoming more popular. <laughs> I was annoyed by that. <laughs> and yeah, and then Luna was mentioned there. Matt's contribution off the back of it because they ran out of time was, oh, I've got a donkey called Luna. Mm. I've got a donkey called Luna. Have you? I've <laughs> yeah. got a donkey called Luna. So that's what I learned that's this great. year. I didn't know anything half as good as that. Can I mention the name of the play that mm-hmm. Elizabeth McGovern, her first play... So this was a, a, a game of props that they had where they brought out two props, mm. shoved them in the faces of McGovern and Broderick to make them feel even more uncomfortable and sort of said, now, do you recognise these? Share your anecdotes about these props. Um, and we've got some props here, haven't we? Oh, yes, there uh, we have, you yeah. want, We want you to set the record straight and explain... Oh, no. Oh. Why we've got them. And his was not one? It was somebody taking a phone call during a play. Right. In the, in the audience. That was literally the story. Somebody's phone rang, they answered it, and everyone stopped whilst they had a conversation. Fairly recently, I was doing a play, and uh, a woman... You know, sometimes you'll hear a phone ring or something, or somebody didn't turn their ringer off. But this was a ring, and then... A, or maybe not a ring, but a very loud conversation. That was his story. Right, OK. Elizabeth McGovern, on the other hand, uh, set fire to a theatre. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which is much better. Which escalated quickly. <laughs> a, part of, a part of a play, and this is what I liked about it, and, but what I didn't like about it was nobody asked the question. Yeah. Mm. She said, I was in this play, it was called, it was called Dwarf Man, Maker of a Million Shapes. <laughs> <laughs> I, what was that about? Stop the show! Stop the one show! It was called what? <laughs> Dwarf Man, Maker of a Million Shapes. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> Why isn't that in the West End? <laughs> what? I can't even begin to imagine what it's about. I haven't Googled it yet, but I'm going to. Yes, do. Fuck me. I know. And then during it, though, she said I had to light a match and throw the match away, but I did, and normally it went out, and I did, didn't it caught fire, and uh-huh. it was behind me, and I was still doing my lines while trying to put it out. I imagine oh, I as the stage burned, the audience cheered. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Bernie Tour, <laughs> stop this terrible play! <laughs> 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 well, I, I learnt nothing, but uh, I did like the fact that we had another little bit of chat about uh, US TV syndication. Yes! Oh, from yes. the guy from Modern Family. <laughs> Whose name I've forgotten. Yeah. Eric Stone Street. <laughs> if you're on commission for saying Eric Stone Street, I am furious. We'll live on in syndication and on DVD. And <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I love to hear chat. Uh, the Americans don't realise that we don't know what syndication mm. is. And last week, the kids from Fame yeah. had a brilliant five minutes of just talking about syndication non-stop. Any other business? Anything uh, that you think we've missed out? Uh, um, anything you want to bring up? It was never addressed why the man in Morecambe didn't have any shoes on. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You're right, I thought that. Mm. Why? Why was he... Everyone else was wearing wellies, they were walking across Morecambe Bay, which is yeah. obviously like kind of wet sand. Yeah. Notoriously dangerous. Hugely they dangerous. didn't mention the cockle pickers either, I noticed. No. Lost over that one, didn't they? Yeah. So this is a man called Cedric. Cedric. Who is the... Now, the, the way they got into it was about the uh, the royals again, tenuously somewhere. Oh, so he's, yeah. a, he's a man... Uh, one of the Queen's employees is retiring um, from his job. Uh, and he, uh, uh, for, for his job, he gets paid £15 a year. Mm. And he's the keep. What was the title? He's the keeper of the... The murderer uh, of the princesses. <laughs> <laughs> the one Prince Philip paid to crash the car. No? What? Keeper of the sands or keeper something like The that. Queen's keeper of the sands. Mm. Um, the Queen's guide to the sands. 86-year-old Cedric. Uh, and his job is, is to escort people across Morecambe Bay safely. Cedric Robertson is retiring and handing his role of Queen's Guide to the Sands to someone new. The route across the sands is known as the most dangerous highway in Britain, and it's the job of the Queen's Guide to take people across safely. Now, he's been doing it since he was 14, or he's mm. been living there since, so he knows the, the shape of the sand and, and where it's safe and where it isn't. When I was 14, no-one died. <laughs> when I was 15, no-one died. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then all these cockle yeah. yeah. I went on holiday. Yeah. When I was 75, <laughs> some people died. But he's being forced to retire. He doesn't want to retire. He's well, quite angry about it. I bet he doesn't want to retire because, I mean, I don't think it's much well, of a job, is it? He doesn't have to do anything. It comes in very high. <laughs> yeah. I'll be Morecambe. Yeah. I'm flat. <laughs> 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 so he's, he doesn't want to retire. He's passed. He's literally passed the uh, laurel branch. Mm. Yeah, to uh, this comes to, <laughs> to a local fisherman who is now the Queen's guide to the sands. Right. <laughs> the Queen got there a lot, does she? <laughs> Prince Philip does because they had a photo of him yeah. being shown across the the, the sand by Cedric. Really? Yes. Didn't think to push him into the quick bit. Oh, I, I can. I can. Just... They, they put laurel uh, branches yeah. in the safe bits, like. 
and they sort of say, isn't the modern technology that could do this now? Yeah, went, yeah, yeah, GPS, but we still stick laurel branches uh, in to show people the safe way to walk. I wouldn't risk walking across no. Morecambe Bay because people died. Yeah. People yeah. died. Did Prince Philip dangerous. walk down a very sort of quiet bit quite happily until suddenly running into the side of a woman with a baby <laughs> and flipping her over onto her roof? You're just pushing immigrants into the sand. <laughs> Pick those cockles. <laughs> Uh, again, because of the the birth of uh, Harry and Meghan's child this week, they, they they one show they very much got that thing of we are the official uh, you know voice of the nation, yeah. and so they had that you know oh it's wonderful here you know here he is uh, Archie such a great name and it's all that stuff that I just think is angling for you know Matt Baker Sir Matt Baker I really I really believes he thinks you know sooner or later he'll get a knighthood because yeah. you know he's he's ubiquitous face on TV he's fucking rich. Sure. Yeah. He loves the animals. He does a lot of work for the, you know, the hunters or whatever he does <laughs> in the countryside. I don't know. Um, I, I don't trust anyone from the countryside. <laughs> but uh, again, that slightly sort of obsequious stuff that really doesn't exist in modern society, other than in the opening yeah. two minutes of the one show. Uh, and the only thing I want to mention was Elizabeth McGovern's roaring noise. Yeah, that right. was odd. So she tried. Uh, you know, we mentioned she tried to burn a theatre down, mm. but then she did an impression of what that sounded like. Mm. It sounded like this. <laughs> And I think that's a good place to finish. She sounds fun. <laughs> Doesn't she? I'm going to write a play for her. It's called Dwarf Man, <laughs> Master of Mirror Shapes <laughs> 2. <laughs> that's it. We'll be back next week. Please do rate and review. Tell your friends about this podcast. We do only accept five-star ratings and glowing reviews. Anything else, we simply pass on to BBC Sounds. This podcast is suitable for vegans. Now, remember this, and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. Goodbye. Hi guys, it's Angelo Epithemia here, telling you to please listen to the Brian and Roger podcast. Now, I don't know who's written it, but whoever it is, is probably a genius. So I think you should give it a listen, because it's such great stuff. Great Big Owl. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.